0: Oh, hello, and Merry Crimbus. It's uh, Crim- Krampus Caleb, and you're listening to uh, the Netflix and Swell podcast, your source for Christmas time news, reviews, and booze. I'm
1: Krampus. And I'm shockingly not dead after falling several hundred feet and plunging headfirst into a pine tree at Mach 1. She hit that tree really fucking hard. Like, like, and uh, we'll we'll talk about it when we talk about falling for Christmas, but the fucking doctor diagnoses it as a minor concussion, and I'm just like, there's no fucking shot. Not in a million years is that a minor concussion. That is major head trauma that woman severe or suffered. That's, uh, that's like saying Bill got a minor concussion from,
0: you know, being the hockey goalie, and like, we all know how his brain works now.
1: I don't I don't think Bill ever got a concussion from hockey. I thought he got like several. No, he, no, no the, the, when he got a concussion.
0: How did he get a concussion from? Football?
1: Yes. When Fucking... we used to play
0: full contact football with no pads with for no some pads. reason.
1: And so Bill Bill <laughs> caught a pass. And I, I, I vividly remember this because I was standing off on, on like one sideline because I was like an outside receiver. Bill caught a pass. And then John Spangler launched his shoulder directly (laughs) into his head. Like, i I, I (laughs) shit you not. John Spangler fucking leapt his shoulder into Bill's face. uh, I vividly remember this. Why are any of us still alive? I don't know. Uh, But I'll tell you who doesn't remember that. Bill. That's true. And then the only other concussion I remember him getting was when he got punched in the fucking face.
0: Yeah, he got fucking knocked out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then Ben, who was dressed as fucking Mintberry Crunch, tried to fight the dude.
1: No, it wasn't even the dude. It was another It was the dude's friend. No, yeah. they were just random people that watched Bill get punched in the face and then got mouthy about it for some fucking reason.
0: Yeah, it was weird. It was a weird time. It was a
1: weird altercation. This has been college <laughs> concussions with
0: Dan and Caleb. <laughs> he was about to combine the powers of mint and berry with a satisfying crunch.
1: I can't believe that man was a fucking mint berry crunch. Was going fight. People. <laughs> Shabla goo. So that's how we are. <laughs>
0: uh, you know, the holidays are a great time to, you know, stroll down memory lane.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking of strolling down lanes in memories, uh, let's f- forget memories by drinking alcohol. In what's your swill? Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans. Stay away from the cans. All right.
0: Well, I guess I'll start first. I have eggnog uh, Ooh. because it's because it's crimbus. I have. Evan Williams original southern eggnog made with Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, blended whiskey, rum, and brandy. Uh, it's 15% alcohol by volume. My wife finds it repugnant. I think it's delicious. The truth, as so often is the case, is probably somewhere in the middle.
1: I like eggnog. I also like weird shit, though, so who the fuck knows? Creamy. Soft cream, cream beige. Alright, well, uh last week on the show... You told us, or Tuesday, technically it's not last week, it's fucking five days ago since we recorded. Uh, You told me about this Southern Tier Brewing Company frosted sugar cookie beer. Yeah. Are you sure it's not Great Lakes? Yeah.
0: Bill's (laughs) going to insist that it's Great Lakes because of his multiple concussions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so Bill in in our private chat's like, Caleb, I had your Great Lakes frosted sugar cookie. I'm just like... There's no way it tastes like Frosted Sugar Cookie if it's from Great Lakes Brewing Company because their fucking water and beer all taste like the Great Lakes. I've never hated a brewing company more than Great Lakes Brewing Company. They pretend that they're like a craft brewery, but in reality, they're like Miller Lite level. At least fucking Anheuser-Busch knows what they are. <laughs> well, all right. Uh... Anyway, anyway, uh, so I got—I uh, was looking for the Southern Tier Brewing Company's Frost Sugar Cookie, couldn't find it at the store, so I picked up what I have. But as an addendum, last night, not a great night for me. Uh, get more into it on the on the main show. But go to the store, go to the beer aisle, and I see it. There's the box. It's the last one. It is Southern Tier Brewing Company's Frosted Sugar Cookie. However, as I approach, I discover. That there's already been a bottle removed from the four pack.
0: Yeah, it comes in a pack of four and you sh- sent me a picture of a box that had three bottles in it. Honestly, I probably would have taken out one more bottle and stuck it in my pocket or taken a bottle of something else and put it in it and then yeah, paid for it.
1: I, I thought about it, but I was just like, the, the universe is... a does not want me to be happy so i'm i'm fine with just leaving it the way it is so uh instead today i am drinking as i shotgun uh put down a a can or bottle or glass or whatever this is the raleigh brewing company's holiday bashed spice winter warmer it is malty and spiced it is 6.6 alcohol by volume happy holidays Rather than making a traditional harvest or Christmas beer for our holiday offering, we kept things fresh by combining a winter warmer ale with traditional fall spices to create a festive ale that can be enjoyed by be enjoyed any bash, no matter the holiday. There is no punctuation in that fucking sentence, and it drives me insane. This deeply complex beer has notes of pumpkin pie, malt cider, hazelnuts, toast, sugar... Toast? Hmm. Sugar cookies and chocolate toast uh okay uh it's fine it, it what's is what's IBUs uh oh I fucking looked it up last night on the the because I was I was like what even is this beer and it's, I think it's like IBU
0: 19. IBU oh my god she was drinking a beer she was <laughs> just reading the label
1: uh, I think it's like ni- seventeen or nineteen IBUs. You guys can look it up online. I think I think the Raleigh Brewing Company puts it online, but not on the cans because they're not that pretentious, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it's malty. It's a little spiced. It's fine. Okay. I have a whole six pack of it, and I'll, it'll be fine to drink. It's just you know, not great. I want I want my fucking frosted sugar cookie. I want it for you. At this point, I deserve it. All right.
0: Uh, Speaking of deserving things, uh, it's Christmas time. And uh, for being on the naughty list, we decided to punish ourselves uh, by watching a bunch of Christmas content and then talking about it.
1: That is correct. Uh, you, You can hear the sleigh bells jingling, ring ting tingling, too.
0: Come on, it's lovely weather for uh movie review together with you, Dan. That's, man,
1: that's off the cuff, too. We're so good. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we do this for free? I do know, right? Give us money. If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't given us money, do it.
0: That's probably true. Uh, the first thing we watched of three things, uh, we wanted to talk about this first because it's the most boringest one it's called the noel diary the noel diary is a comedy drama romance movie it's a 6.1 out of 10 on imdb Six
1: point one. what i'm just remarking it the two things that are most surprising to me which is that they consider it a comedy and that's a 6.1 out of 10 on imdb yeah
0: fuck you tall girl uh (laughs) This is the story of a man who returns home on Christmas to settle his estranged mother's estate. Once there, he discovers a diary that holds many secrets to his own past and the past of a beautiful young woman on a mysterious journey of her own.
1: Take this diary. It's very powerful.
0: This stars Justin Hartley as Mr. Steal Your Girl and uh, Barrett Doss as uh, a girl who is stolen.
1: So a uh, little backstory before this movie, before we talk about this movie, because this is actually the most interesting part of the movie. Justin Hartley was dating some real estate girl or somebody who was on selling, selling sets. Oh no. He's married to someone who is on selling sunset. Well, it turns out he pushed for her to go into selling sunset. So she was busy so he could go fuck around and find out with other women. <laughs> what the fuck but uh, Ashley told me this story and was uh, increasingly mad as the as the movie went on and continued to paint his character as a good person
0: well he definitely has sex with a girl he knows that is in a committed relationship
1: yeah real piece of shit this man
0: and it's like yeah he, he's not the one like she's the one who you know betrayed somebody in that scenario but like he knew it he knew what he was doing
1: yeah she told him
0: plus you know if if somebody will cheat with you they will cheat on you
1: big facts so uh probably my biggest gripe with the movie is that uh the guy she leaves uh for justin hartley is a tax accountant and i felt fucking personally attacked
0: yeah, I don't know. Anytime they bring him up he's just like, "Oh, we we don't get along, but it's good. It's good anyway." And oh, he's, you know, boring and we don't see eye to eye on things. Yeah. Um also like I don't know, whenever the movie started and he met his old neighbor who like he was talking to and catching up with, I was like Oh, uh, maybe that's the romance. Is like he gets it, gets it, going with a an older gal. Yeah, because I mean, frankly, that's the direction I would have gone. I don't know. <laughs> I like what I like. I like what you're doing, Dracula. N- so more hand
1: movements. Now, now fall on your bed. So that woman is actually played by uh, the woman who plays in another famous Christmas movie. That is Holly Gennaro from fucking Die Hard. Yeah, it's true.
0: Holly Gennaro McLean.
1: That's yeah and until three, and then she drops the McLean entirely and she's just Holly Gennaro. And we never hear from her again because that doesn't matter the plot anymore.
0: Yeah. She's Macaulay Culkin's aunt.
1: Wait, what? Yeah.
0: That's according to IMDB. Her name's Bonnie Bedelia. Okay. Says aunt of Macaulay Culkin, Kieran Culkin, Dakota Culkin, Rory Culkin, Shane Culkin, Christian Culkin, and Quinn Culkin.
1: They just pumped them out. Jesus fucking. They Christ. made so
0: many Culkins in the eighties.
1: My, my god! <laughs> That's so many Culkins. Why are there eight Culkins? Too many Culkins. So yeah, uh, the movie is about a guy who writes best-selling novels and is treated like an internet superstar. Because you know that's the thing we celebrate now, or people who write things.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of weird and shitty too. Because like, it's almost like he doesn't start the relationship with this girl. Like he he kind of does it under false pretenses. Because it's like he's hiding the fact that he's a famo.
1: I mean, yeah, I guess it's fine because he just. Maybe he's trying to start a relationship and be like, "Surprise! I'm actually famous. You didn't. You weren't just with me because of the money. I, I was famous the whole time, and therefore our connection is real." I think that's yeah. what they're going for. But then, you know, she googles immediately after she goes to sleep that first night, and she's like, "Oh, you're a famous author, like with, with a forward by Norman Mailer." <laughs> You're fucking
0: stupid. <laughs> um, I guess we'll talk about the actual plot. Yep. Uh, so the guy with the perfect stubble and the square jaw, uh, the ultimate Chad, who is our main character, um, hasn't talked to his parents in 35 years, which is a total Chad move. Uh, he finds out his mom dies from the executor of, uh, uh, executor of her estate. Yep. he's like oh i'll go clean out her house uh but she was a hoarder and you know so it's gonna take him some time uh there's uh a weird woman in a pink raincoat who stands in the rain across the street staring at him uh which of course is going to be his love interest and not a knife killer (laughs) you sure about that yeah um he finds out that like She was adopted because her parents didn't even love her. Um, So (laughs) she's looking for her birth mother. And like her birth mother, she found out used to be uh, like a live in nanny for this. Spoiled rich wasp. Uh, Yeah. So. She's like, hey, I don't suppose your mother would have kept anything that that might point me towards my birth mother and he was like good news my mother kept everything uh so they find <laughs> this diary that you know it's it's from her mother it's like you know i'm 17 years old and i'm pregnant as fuck my parents kicked me out of the house and i had to go be a nanny to these kids
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh so they're trying to figure out what happened there in the meantime uh Mr. Steal Your Girl, um, which I can't remember his actual character name, so I'm just calling him that, uh, Uh, decides to go with her on this trip because he's also going to reconnect with his dad that he hasn't talked to in 35 years because uh, his brother died tragically and hilariously as a kid. (laughs) And the family fell apart as a result of it. So, Also, there's a dog that they make it seem like is going to be a main character, but then the dog's just kind of in and out of the movie, and I wanted it to be about the dog.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
0: That's it. Uh, They find family members, they talk to them, they fall in love, they dance, they kiss, they schmooze, they go home after.
1: Well, so that's the beautiful part about this movie, is that the journey, the, the entire movie is in an effort to find her mom. And then at the climax, she doesn't find her mom, yeah like, she's just like, eh, fuck it, uh, I don't give a shit anymore. I'm gonna go away now uh, after we fuck back to my parents who 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 you know, whatever. Uh, oh yeah she's her- like her
0: I found out my mom truly did love me and I can be at peace with that. And yeah. go on and marry my fiance after I just got dicked down by uh, some new money
1: just absolutely ravished by some random dude.
0: (laughs) Just really just, you know, blew the sides out and ruined it for all the other guys.
1: (laughs) So, so uh, fucking he fucking uh, Mr. steal your girl winds up going to see the mom instead, because uh, for some reason, despite the fact that he was four does not remember her in any way, shape or form.
0: I have maybe two memories from when I was four.
1: I feel like you should, I feel like you would remember somebody who was, quote, extremely important to my life, unquote. So, whatever. So, uh, he he has the heartfelt conversation with her at the end of the movie, towards the end of the movie, instead of her daughter for some fucking reason. It's dumb. It, like, I, I, I was just, it's like the whole movie, Treaded Water... Just for them to be like, well, we gave it our best shot. Goodbye, everybody. Mm -hmm.
0: Dumb. I don't know. Honestly, like, I think I think my biggest problem with uh, the the movie is that like. Barrett Doss, the actress, she's uh, like, she's she's half black. Like, I think her according to IMDb, like her her dad's white or something, I think. But like. Mm Also, she was in Iron Fist. I don't know if you remember that, but uh, it's who? Uh who the fuck was she in Iron Fist? Megan in seven episodes. I don't remember I that show enough. I don't remember enough.
1: that character at all.
0: No, but uh, anyway, so I don't know if in in the show if she's supposed to be black or like maybe Hispanic because like I thought that like her mom was Latina or something. I don't know. But, uh, but like every scene where it's like something romantic's gonna happen with her and the main character, like they make her straighten her hair. Like they have to, they have to like make her hair not look ethnic so that he can fall in love with her. It's weird and uncomfortable.
1: (laughs) Holy fuck. Uh, yeah, I, I noticed that. Like when, whenever they have the the definitely not romantic dinner date in the hotel room, yeah, it's just like, oh, her hair straightened. Well, she's definitely getting fucked tonight. Yeah, like they have to
0: make you presentable for the white folk.
1: Fucking Christ!
0: I mean, this is a thing. This is a thing that movies and TV do, and it's not good.
1: I know you're not wrong, but still, I it, well, it's also just funny because
0: you're right. Yeah. Well, I mean, horrible. I'm being blunt about it, but yes. fuck.
1: Fucking hell. But yeah, uh, I, I just love that, you know, she gets dicked down and then wakes up and then is just like, oh, well, this was a mistake. And then just runs away. It's like, I don't want to meet my mom anymore. I'm yeah. good. I don't know. I don't have a car here, but I'm just going to. Uh, anyway. Well,
0: yeah, they're on, they're on like a cross country adventure. And at one point they stop in a, motel and they're like oh we have two rooms left and the guy's like well if this was a romantic comedy you'd only have one room left and the guy's just like what the fuck are you talking about this isn't a movie this is real life obviously uh so for the rest of the movie that's Chekhov's motel room that like you know (laughs) at some point there's only gonna be one room uh and they're gonna bone and like she does the the fucking romantic comedy movie thing of leaving in the middle of the night and leaving a note.
1: Just just hilarious shit, man. Just just mwah, fantastic shit. I love it.
0: I don't know. Uh, this movie's not very good. I wouldn't recommend yeah. it.
1: It's very boring. It's very predictable. Like, if, if you read the plot synopsis, you could tell exactly where it was going to go the entire time. The only wrinkle, of course, is that she's with another man at the time. But even still, you know that they're going to wind up together. I think the only thing you probably wouldn't be able to predict is that she never actually finds her mom in the movie. And that he gets the emotional scene with the mom instead of her.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, a ring doesn't plug a hole and she didn't even have a ring.
1: (laughs) Yes. All right. Uh, We're done talking about this movie. Don't watch it. It's bad. One star. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's move on to the next movie, which is also bad, but vastly more entertaining. It's uh, Falling for Christmas.
0: Falling for Christmas is 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb, neck and neck with Tall Girl. Uh, it's a comedy romance, uh, ditches the drama from that last movie. Uh, in the days leading up to Christmas, a young and newly engaged heiress experiences a skiing accident. After being diagnosed with amnesia, she finds herself in the care of the the handsome lodge owner and his daughter. uh, Stars Lindsay Lohan and Cord Overstreet, uh, which is a man's real name. Uh, He was on Glee. He played a person that they called Trouty Mouth. Yes, that's true. uh, Which is terrible. Uh, And also her boyfriend, fiance, kind of. Uh, is played by George Young. And he's a giant tit who turns out to be secretly the best character in the movie.
1: I mean, sh- sure. <laughs> once
0: Once it becomes like, you know, his survivalist, like, oh, I've got a, you know, truck across the wilderness. Like, that character became very good to me.
1: Well, yes, that's <laughs> when that character became good. But, like, outside of the wilderness, that character doesn't fucking work because he's just completely employed. insufferable. Yeah, uh, except at, at
0: the end with what happens, which, like, uh, was great.
1: Yes. So uh, I brought it up at the beginning of the show where I said there's just no fucking way that Lindsay Lohan is alive or, at the very least, doesn't have severe brain trauma After the fall, she fucking took from the top of the mountain into a fucking pine tree.
0: Yeah, it was basically like a fucking um, like hot rod falling down the mountain. Yeah. (laughs) At the end of it, she just like fucking full on domes into a probably an eight inch across like fucking pine tree.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like she like glanced off of it, which probably would fuck her up even and more. And I mean, Full it is a pine header.
0: tree, which is a soft wood and coniferous, but it's still hards and maids of wood. Uh huh. This is a j- joke from Letterkenny.
1: No, I got it. Uh, you're just an idiot.
0: It's a d- fucking deep cut.
1: That is a very deep cut. Who? I mean. We do quote Cautionary Trails of Swords like every fucking week. So it's, it's whatever. That's the deepest of cuts, although we're trying to make it an undeep cut. So, yeah, uh, generic plot uh, heiress to a multi millionaire, potential billionaire man. Mm-hmm. Uh, is He's going to give her a job, which is basically just a title and not really doing anything. And she's Yeah, like, just to know, take care of her. I, I don't know if I want that and then her boyfriend who is the worst kind of like instagram influencer uh mm-hmm. is like all right we're going to go do some stuff we're going to increase your social media presence cuz you fucked up somehow doing something uh and proposes to her on the top of a fucking mountain uh meanwhile all this is happening uh, a a dude who uh, who runs a lodge uh the the lodge is going out of business and he needs money so he approaches the dad to be like hi uh you know people like to stay at your lodge but also like it's too expensive for fucking other people so you know subsidize my lodge so that way people can stay here but also use your facilities and the and the dad's like nah yeah.
0: well no it's like his sales pitch actually isn't bad it's like hey you've got the high end sector of this market people still need a place to learn to ski you know, why corner one sector of the market when you can have a hand in all of it? Like, yeah. I feel like if he would have pitched it better, like, it's it's not a bad idea.
1: Well, if he would have pitched it better, there'd be no movie.
0: That's true.
1: So he has to pitch it. Because he had to run
0: into her and spill coffee on her right, so that right. he Barely could be like, I feel like I met this person. It.
1: Barely any coffee. It's like a speckle of coffee. Mm-hmm how how unfortunate of her on her i don't even remember the designer but they made a big deal about what the designer was it's like not my versace or whatever it was like something yeah. it's not made up almost yeah so yeah they uh she falls down the mountain uh cordover street the the owner of the fucking lodge comes across her body and is like He's 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 pulling two people in a sleigh, and the one the one dude's like, I- "Is it a dead body?" Because I didn't sign <laughs> up for dead body. <laughs> if
0: if it's if it's a dead body, you have to tell us. Otherwise, it's entrapment.
1: <laughs> so uh they take her to the hospital, and the doctor's like, "Yeah, she just has a minor concussion." And it's just like, "The fuck are you talking about?" First off, I'm a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. I was a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. During the late 2000s early 10s, and that is when Sidney Crosby was concussed, and they told me it was a minor concussion, and he proceeded to then sit out for the next year and a half. So, <laughs> as, as somebody who has felt deep pain in his body over someone saying something was a minor concussion... There are no minor concussions. You have no idea what you're fucking talking about.
0: Yeah, you have a limited number of times that your brain can hit the inside of your skull before you just die.
1: Yes. Please see, not another teen movie. Yeah. I really want Tad's
0: coat. He has a white and black checkerboard like fur winter coat. It's the most pretentious stupid
1: thing. It really is.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Also, he fails to keep her from falling off the mountain because her ring's too big which they reference constantly um so it just slides right off her finger when he tries to grab onto her
1: just slides right oh. off
0: yeah So
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's at the hospital she's like I can't remember who I am but why has nobody come to claim me uh and it's because you know nobody nobody truly loves her
1: well that and also she's told the hotel staff don't fucking bug me
0: yeah uh so cordover street which is his actual birth name his given christian name is cordover street uh he takes her to his shitty rundown lodge which actually looks much nicer than the high-end one and it's like well if you're having money troubles, like maybe sell off some of this mad. shit. Cause it's just lavishly furnished. Yeah. Um, and like decorated to the nines and, you know,
1: like it's uh, a very Christmassy looking lodge. And it's just like you, how did you finance all of this shit? Like this is it, like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of shit you have here for some reason.
0: That's true. Uh, so he, he takes her in. It's like, you can stay here. Um, There's a a very funny raccoon puppet who's in the movie for about half a second and then never comes back Yeah, uh, that scares Lindsay Lohan very bad. And yeah, she just stays there while she's trying to figure out who she is and she's like, why can't I do anything? Like she's trying to make a bed. She's trying to like help out, gather firewood and stuff. Uh, She's holding an armload of firewood and falls down some stairs and launches the firewood up into the air and it all lands on her. Uh, which leads to her second major head trauma of the movie.
1: Yeah, uh, it's 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 funny. It's all improvised. It's very funny. It, she just she just can't do anything because she's a spoiled princess. But like she says, she can't remember anything. But then like she is talking to Cordover Street's daughter, and she's like, "Well, as my mom always said, uh, if you come into a tangle, then." eat some ass or something I, I don't know what she fucking says but she <laughs> says something and she attributed it to her mom and it's like what how do you fucking remember that if you can't remember anything how do you know your mom even well, said because
0: because a neuron sparked in her brain and she remembered it she gets like little fragments and stuff here and there but yeah and then like i don't know the the girl's like well if you don't remember your name like you can use the name of one of my stuffed animals like this is Fluffy and this is Bing Bong and this is Google Glop and this is Sarah. And she's like, oh, I'll take Sarah, but her real name's Sierra. Yeah,
1: so. it's really close.
0: It's like she should have been she should have insisted that people call her Gooble glop for the whole movie.
1: I mean, that'd be that'd be that'd be perfect. <laughs> I love that so but
0: like or she could be like, I kinda like Sarah, or no, we'll do fuzzy bumpkins.
1: Just something. Like it, it would just be funny. Like like the movies are already ridiculous. Just have it be slightly more ridiculous. Like just have it be called like Flugelstomp, or who cares? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> Google Google Box. <laughs> Flugelcrank. crank. This this is my favorite <laughs> stuffed animal, Chrom <Chrombobulus laughs> Michael. <laughs>
0: oh christ uh they really missed an opportunity to have her wear her slutty santa outfit from mean girls in this
1: yeah yeah yeah, that's true i mean she uh, uh, to talk about Lindsay lohan and the the journey she has gone through to get to this point she actually looks pretty good yeah no, like she's
0: she's not on drugs anymore she's had some light work done uh but she actually looks quite good
1: very obvious cheek fillers, but even still,
0: yeah, fine. top lip yeah. is is like you know, Botoxed into an expressionless mask. But
1: it's fine. You're allowed, especially after you've done as many drugs as she has. You can spend your money on other things. Yeah, like Magic the Gathering cards.
0: Yeah, no, she's a handsome woman.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, apparently, there's a there's a guy who looks like Santa. And he's supposed to actually be so- Santa?
0: Yeah, so this is the secret mythology in this movie is that Christmas magic is real.
1: Yeah. So Santa shows up and he's just like, Yo dog, here's this here's this fucking snow globe. Yeah, for some reason. I don't know what purpose the snow globe serves, but it's yeah. there he also you-
0: he also makes Avi's Christmas wish uh fly off of the tree and to the North Pole,
1: I guess. Sure. Yeah. The, yeah who, who knows where it goes? It just goes somewhere. Uh, definitely not into the ground where somebody wads it up and spits gum into it. Uh, so yeah. Oh, we we've forgotten to talk about Tad in his uh, fucking you know naked and afraid adventure. Except his yeah. clothes. Oh, uh, the first time we see Tad, he's
0: pulling. Uh, a car with a trailer containing a snowmobile up in front of the hotel, and instead of parking and letting the valet park it for him uh he almost runs over the valet and is like beeping like you have to move so you can park like within six inches of the sliding front door of the hotel
1: <laughs> which is
0: a great introduction to him
1: yeah the and and my my favorite part is when tad leaves uh the the same like concierge at the, at the, front has his foot run over by the fucking trailer because he didn't learn his lesson the first time to just avoid this man when he's driving and just uh-huh. back the fuck away. Yeah.
0: Uh, so Lindsay Lohan falls down one side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tad tries to, you know, get out, get help, whatever. Um, and, you know, he's trying to use the GPS on his phone He's like, what kind of mountain doesn't have a cell tower? Uh, (laughs) Because the GPS doesn't work. Yes. Uh, And then, you know, he uses all of his battery trying to make a survival blog video. Uh, And it's just, you know, wandering the wilderness. Uh, Comes across a hut where a guy's ice fishing. uh, And, you know, just doesn't knock, just forces entry. The guy freaks out, throws a box full of lures at his face. Uh, and then he's just, like, peppered with lures and has, like, a fishing lure through his eyebrow and shit.
1: Yeah. He's lucky that man doesn't uh, practice his Second Amendment right to just shoot whoever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Especially
0: because, like, he's poaching. He doesn't have a license for the fish right. that he's harvesting. So, um, you know, could have been packing heat. Could have just, you know, dumped the body in a snowbank.
1: Yeah. Or, or shoved him in in the uh, the fucking uh, ice, like under the yeah. pond or lake where he's fishing. Just
0: jam it in the ice hole.
1: Uh, so I don't know. The movie goes predictably. They fall like Lindsay Lohan and Cord, Cord- yeah, Overstreet fall in love. Yeah, That's there's the a
0: there's a part where he plays guitar because we have to be reminded that he plays guitar because he got cast in the movie and it was like, "Hey, did you know that I play guitar?" I was born in Nashville uh you can read about it on my i m d b page when you're <laughs> trying to find out that cord Overstreet is actually my honest to god christian name
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh so they fall in love uh we find out more backstory that like Ford yeah. overstreet's wife died they're
0: they're falling in love,
1: yeah, oh God, it is a lodge, so it's technically <laughs> it's it's the kind of in I hate you. Why? Why did you say that? Don't do that to me. So they, they fall in love. Uh, they, uh, begin Lindsay Lohan's like, yo, we have, a, there's a bunch of guests who stayed here before. Why don't we invite all of them back and then they can give us more money. So that way you can fund your dream of having this lodge remain forever for some reason. And, uh, is it this time that everybody who's mildly competent, aka her dad, uh, shows up and is like, "Why haven't Why haven't you seen my daughter in the last four days? What's wrong with you? Have you done anything to locate her?" No. All right. Well, then I'm going to do all the things and tell you how all the things to do. And they locate her at the the lodge, and uh, they're like, "Oh, it's Sierra. She's here." And then she sees Tad and sees how insufferable she is, that he is, and then goes, "Well." Maybe I don't want this life, and fucks off back to Cordover Street. Yeah, and then Tad, uh, at the end of the movie, propositions the the personal assistant man, being like, "What are you doing for New Year's Eve?" And uh, that's where we leave Tad. Yeah, I don't know. Aside from
0: the the actual existence of Santa Claus, like everything in this movie was, it's pretty predictable. Uh, Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, in fact, the <laughs> the only thing that uh, I didn't predict that happened during this movie was uh, I I kind of loved it. <laughs> this movie's fucking. Uh, this is great. This is a fucking holiday treasure.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's it's bad. I think it's enjoyably bad in parts. There's other parts where like you know it's it's. Cordover over a street and fucking Lindsay Lohan falling in love and it's just like ah, who cares this is dumb. Falling in love yes uh, the, the, the parts that are the best are when uh, Tad and Ralph are uh, wilderness living uh, on their own uh, those parts make the movie I wish there was more of those parts but unfortunately that didn't happen but it, it's enjoyable yeah. enough
0: I don't know it got to a point where like it cut back to what Tad was doing I was like oh man I remember him from 50 minutes ago
1: yeah, it yeah, it it is ridiculous how long it goes without him being on 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 screen. It's crazy. So, I don't know. This is better. I don't I don't love it. Like it's not like the greatest thing I've ever seen. It's not like amazing, but I think it's one of those movies that I would revisit with like the boys and just watch and laugh at the whole time as opposed to the Noel Diary which I never want to see again in my entire life. Mm-hmm. so
0: yeah uh following for Christmas uh three stars two and a half stars two two now yeah. two and half two and half all right uh the last thing we watched was who killed Santa a murderville Christmas murder mystery
1: yeah yeah uh,
0: who Killed Santa is uh, a comedy crime mystery. Uh, 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb. The highest rated thing we watched this week, which How is... the fuck? That's
1: know, so low. What?
0: It's at least nice that it's the highest rated, I guess.
1: Yeah, fine.
0: So Who Killed Santa is the story about Terry Seattle trying to solve the murder of Santa from Game of Thrones our detective is back with a critical case along with two celebrity guests asterisk. Uh, he's on a mission to solve who killed Santa, but the catch Jason Bateman and my Rudolph aren't given the script. They have no clue what's about to happen. Uh, that's the premise of Murderville. Dan, what did you think?
1: So, uh, we're not going to get, uh, I actually will be putting a spoiler thing in here because I think, uh, who who show who the final celebrity guest is is uh a very good spoiler. Uh, it's also I I don't like that that celebrity very much, but their role in it is kind of note perfect. Yeah, with what they do. Also, there's other ones that just show up
0: randomly. Yes. Like Marshawn Lynch is back reprising his role from the Murderville series. Uh. You know, just yeah. randomly he, uh, he shows was, up. Presumably, he didn't have anything else to do.
1: Well, that he just does comedies now. Like that, yeah. if you just look at his career, like his acting career, that's it. That's all he does is comedies. And like, no, like he doesn't get signed to football teams anymore. He's too old. He's 36. He's a running back. So he's, you know, yeah. Uh, useless. Yeah. But, NFL
0: career is typically five to seven years.
1: Yeah. And he had that. So good for him. But uh, So. The the Bateman Arnett sh- dynamic and shtick really worked. Obviously, I mean, rest of development. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was kind of like watching that where Arnett is over the top and Jason Bateman is the straight man, but also extremely sarcastic.
0: I feel like Will Arnett was like really happy to you know be in charge of Bateman for once.
1: Yeah, my Rudolph, I normally don't appreciate as much because uh, and Ashley and I were talking about this but like Jane Krakowski and Maya Rudolph are kind of pigeonholed into similar roles where they're both like good comedians but they also have like slight singing talent so they t- they drive that to the nth degree and it's it makes them insufferable mm-hmm. but I, I actually really liked her in this uh, she was actually really funny and worked really well with Bateman and Arnett
0: yeah. Um I just realized that uh the Santa who was murdered is uh Sean Hayes from Will and Grace. I had well, no idea. They
1: said they do say that at the beginning. It, it, like, I think Bateman looks down and is like, Is that Sean Hayes? What do you have Sean Hayes here
0: for? <laughs> well yeah, but they're they keep calling they're like, No, it's Johnny Blaze. So it's like, Oh, it's Johnny Blaze. You no,
1: know, Ghost Rider. So yeah, uh, Bateman gets the first 20 minutes and uh, during that time, he's asked to try to resuscitate Santa and Sean Hayes thinks that's the fucking funniest thing he's ever seen is that yeah. <laughs> Bateman is that's... willing to put his lips on his lip.
0: <laughs> that's the thing is the corpse won't stop laughing the whole time.
1: Which is great. Uh, I love that. You know, in in like SNL, there's there's times where it's fine, but there are other times where it's like, all right, Jimmy Fallon, stop fucking laughing. But I found it extremely funny every time that like somebody does something to Sean Hayes and he just finds it to be the funniest fucking thing that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. So the first person they interview for the crime is uh, the sports reporter, and at one point the sports reporter pretends that he's an athlete and strips down to nothing but a towel. Yeah, and then eventually, it and then he's just the got his penis out. <laughs> And fucking Bateman's trying to interview this man with his fucking dick out. It's so funny. Yeah. Well, and he's Arnett,
0: just, he's just hanging dong.
1: Arnett's fucking losing his mind in the background. <laughs> like he does this thing where he has his mustache. So it kind of looks like he's stroking his mustache, but he's also like pinching his lips to prevent himself from just busting out laughing. Yeah. it it's once you notice it the first time, it's extremely funny to catch it every time he does it.
0: Oh yeah, no, and and Will Arnett like comes way closer to breaking character in this than he does in the actual Murderville series, which makes it way funnier. Yeah, Um like, especially because like honestly, like you're not you're not like big into Maya Rudolph. Like I think she's hysterical. Like I think she's sure. she does like some some solid improv work in this. Oh yeah, uh, no. there's like the part where they're like trying to interview a suspect, and it's like, no, we got it. We got to do good cop, bad cop. Well, now we got to do like French cop, Austrian cop, uh, and now we got to do like alien cop, robot cop. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, just like keep them on their toes, keep them guessing. Yeah. So like Patrick Bateman can only speak in beeps.
1: Patrick Bateman.
0: Jason Bateman.
1: American Psycho, not, not, not the killer. Yeah. Well, I it, always do that. Feeling. It's fine. I, like that—that's where that's the spot where she won me over. Uh, although they do have her do singing cop, and I just was like, oh, please no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, during that set, like that sequence is fucking hilarious, and they don't show the girl sitting in the chair at all because i'm assuming she's just losing her fucking mind just like trying not to laugh at these two being absolutely ridiculous yeah i
0: oh, don't know the robot cop got me and he's like really? you, you where were you at the time he's
1: like no you can only beep he only beeps <laughs> beep boop beep boop beep, beep, beep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh shit uh so the way they do this is like like, Patrick Bateman's there from the beginning. Patrick, goddammit. Jason Bateman is there from the beginning. I need to quit doing that. Um, okay,
1: well, I'd so really appreciate it if you stop saying Jason Bateman is me.
0: No, this is Patrick Bateman. Dear God, <laughs> his business card has a watermark. So, Jason Bateman is there from the beginning and and witnesses the crime and everything and, like, kind of knows the whole thing and and helps interview the first suspect so after they interview the first suspect of three uh that's when maya rudolph gets introduced uh so she only knows enough about the crime is what because uh will arnett's like we're in a hurry so just explain it to her real quick you've got 30 seconds so as much as jason bateman can say in 30 seconds is what my rudolph actually knows about the case and then they immediately go to interview the second suspect it's great
1: so the whole time she
0: just has no context for anything
1: so yeah uh and then there's a slapsticky bit where uh there's so there's orphans there's been orphans here this whole time they're waiting for santa to give out gifts and they want to sit on santa's lap well santa's remember is dead uh, because he's been murdered via uh, sharpened-to-a-point peppermint cane. Uh, and the only way they could have ever sharpened it to that kind of point is if they licked the peppermint. Yeah. So uh, so they take the corpse corpse of Sean Hayes, plop him in a chair, and attach, like, poles to his arms to move <laughs> him around. And they have My Rudolph and Jason Bateman do the voice of Santa so, the kids so the so the kids aren't like freaked out like, "Oh, there's a dead Santa here, and Sean Hayes doesn't have his beard on the entire time, so one of the kids is like, "Santa, where's your beard?" and fucking Jason Bateman goes, "I just don't have one, so i I have alopecia, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh, Christ, <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh." Oh my god! And then uh, the the part that probably loses me the most is when they go upstairs to the VIP room. Uh, that part was just improv stupidity.
0: What a what a trip!
1: All right, and here's the spoiler tag. Uh, if you if you don't want to be spoiled by who the who the final celebrity guest is, let me just play the ending for you. No, no, I don't want to see how it ends okay i could describe it um imagine you're in a room no no, like, no 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 i don't want to know how it ends i haven't seen the beginning uh, yeah yet. but the ending is awesome so if i could just play the bitch, the, this is what you always do you always spoil stuff uh, for me no i don't and if i could just play the ending for you real quick then we'll discuss that motherfucker you always spoil everything before i get a chance okay to see you. It. you sound like a crazy person right now
0: yeah so they they interview all three people in typical murderville fashion uh they're ready to solve the crime and terry seattle's like wait We've got one more person to help us solve this. Uh, It's Pete Davidson. (laughs) Uh, And he walks in. They don't tell him anything. And it's like, all three of you have to vote on who you think is the killer. Yeah. And and Pete Davidson's just like, are you fucking kidding? Because, like, I don't know. I don't know what the case is.
1: So so so, My Rudolph goes first, and she gives uh, her present, which is how you denote who who is the killer mm-hmm. uh, by giving them a present. She gives the present to not any of the three murder suspects, but to the mayor. Yep, and the mayor is flabbergasted, and also trying not to lose it because she finds it fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, Jason Bateman, who I definitely think knew the answer, but wanted to just match energy with everybody else. <laughs> Fucking put the present down next to Sean Hayes and is like he killed, he killed him. <laughs> it was a suicide. <laughs> uh, and then Pete Davidson
0: fucking gives his present to Will Arnett. <laughs> it's like uh, it was an inside job. <laughs> so they had three chances to guess the right killer. They didn't guess any of the potential suspects, uh, Wait, which is uh, fucking hysterical.
1: Fantastic, beautiful, beautiful ending. Uh, it doesn't matter. It turns out to be the sports reporter because he owed fucking Johnny Blaze nine million dollars through golf somehow. Uh whatever. Uh and then uh it turns out they have a, that he had an accomplice who is the gift wrapping woman who couldn't keep quit from screaming. Uh, and she wraps a bomb in in a present. Yeah. So so if so they tried to
0: defuse a bomb. Pete Davidson's like trying to defuse the bomb. And he's like, "Well, in the movies, it's the it's the blue wire or whatever," and he just like goes, to yank it out," and Willard's looks like, "No, no, no, we have to like." <laughs> he's just like laughing because he's like he already pulled the wire loose, but he they have to no, like no. keep up pretenses. He, he didn't
1: pull one wire loose. He pulled every single wire out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the woman, the woman who 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 uh, like the, the the technological like forensic lady. Comes over to like quickly stuff all the wires back in the fake bomb so that <laughs> way they can do the actual bomb defusal part. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, the ending of this of this special is fucking chaos. Oh, <laughs>
0: uh, shit! It's so good it. it- I think like no matter what they ended up picking, it would have been the right answer because they couldn't just like blow up Pete Davidson at the end of this unless they could. Uh, could, But they end up cutting the blue wire because the red and green wire are Christmas colors and the blue one's the only one that's not. Makes sense. I don't know if that's the right answer, but that's the one they arrive at and do.
1: That's the one they choose. And they're just like, yep, this is the answer. You got it. Good job. The bomb didn't kill us.
0: Ah, oh, Christ.
1: What a time. Just fantastic. I I loved it. Uh, and then, of course, Terry at the end uh, as Santa driving his car. And then he's like, oh, there's a gift left. It says it's just Terry from Santa. It's the noise canceling headphones. And then he puts on the noise canceling headphones. And it turns out one of the orphans is also named Terry. And they were supposed to be for him. And the kid's like, well, I guess Santa didn't want me to have any noise canceling headphones this year. Yeah. And now that kid's gonna be a murderer.
0: Yeah. I guess I'll just continue having dead parents and no present from Santa.
1: <laughs> well, uh fuck it. I love this special so much. It was it was so much fun. And uh if Murderville gets cancelled, it's everybody who's di- who didn't watch its fault. Uh, please, for the love of all that is good in the world, don't let this show be canceled. Yeah, please help. Please help. Please watch the show. It's only fifty-two minutes, and the last ten are pure chaos. All
0: right. Uh, well, happy holidays, Dan. We did it again.
1: We yeah, another another successful Netflix and small Crimbus. And Jingle Bells episode is out of the way. I guess uh,
0: I guess I'll wrap up the show by just telling you a holiday story that happened uh, a week ago with my wife. We were we were at the grocery store. It's getting a few things so I could make dinner and uh,
1: pop one. What? She pop a boner? Yeah.
0: While f- fondling some fresh bean sprouts. No, I, I was like, you know, I just kind of thought about it for a minute and I was like, Hey, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not like a super religious person. Like I enjoy Christmas, but it's not like, you know, I'm not like, I wouldn't say that I'm like a Christian, like I'm, you know, celebrating it because of, uh, Jesus, the, the Jesuit God of love. Um, So it's like, you know, we can kind of do whatever for our holiday traditions. And I just like kind of thought about it for a minute. And I was like, you know, this is going to sound like it's a ploy for me to get more presents. And and that's because it is. But we could just do Hanukkah.
1: (laughs) I knew it. I fucking knew you were (laughs) going to say that. (laughs)
0: Uh, and my wife thought that that was very funny, so
1: so how how are you doing on like
0: the eighth day of Hanukkah or whatever this is? uh man, it's been a fucking drought. She didn't go for it for some God reason. Damn
1: it Vanessa doesn't the house run on duncan? What the fuck is this shit? Yeah, I don't
0: know uh I'll get her sold on it. I'll probably throw kwanzaa in the mix and
1: then boxing day
0: and boxing day she can punch me in the face.
1: Yeah, it's fair. Domestic abuse is always allowed on Boxing Day. That's <laughs> that's my holiday story. Well, cool. Uh, so stay tuned for this coming Tuesday, where we talk about Glass Onion, a Knives Out Mystery, and The Recruit, starring Noah Centineo.
0: Knives Out, a Glass Onion Mystery.
1: Did I say it again?
0: No. I did. Oh.
1: Okay, I'm just making sure, because I did it like nine times in our last episode, and I just have to make sure that I have it right.
0: Well, I kept calling Jason Bateman Patrick Bateman, so I think you're good.
1: No, this is Patrick. That fucking sent me. I hate you for that. I love you. Uh, You can find the show on Netflix.com if you want to stop shop for all things Netflix and Swill. Uh, Be on the lookout for our new look. We have a new look coming up shortly, because... uh, I've told this to Gerald multiple times, but uh, our website on we if you go to our website and you go to a podcast episode and you click any of the links over on the sidebar, all of them are for Netflix and Swill. Even if you go to like TV Plus, Two Peas on a Podcast, Rabbit Ears TV Podcast, all of them link towards Netflix and Swill. The New Look website will make sure everyone directs to their stuff and their stuff only. So that way you don't get confused. And being like, I don't want to listen to Netflix and Swill. They talk about swords too much.
0: Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I I feel like someday somebody's going to watch Cautionary Tales of Swords and be like, oh my god. This is all Netflix and Swill references.
1: Exactly. That is exactly correct.
0: Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Joyous Kwanzaa. Silent nights deadly nights violent nights um i love you